Prepare for massive corruption in California during next month's recall election. The signs are all there. The China virus is driving governments to push tyrannical policies, and people are kind of getting sick of it. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. And here we go. Let's talk about how the world is not going to be destroyed in the next 24 to 48 hours. We already know what's happening in Afghanistan. I'm sure you're tired of hearing about hearing about Afghanistan. So I'm not going to talk about Afghanistan today. But rest assured, Biden is screwing it up. There's something happening in California, my state, which won't be my state for very much longer. Something called a recall election. Yay! So there's this recall election in California, September 14th or 15th, one of the two, to get rid of that hypocritical and stupid Ken doll, Gavin Newsom. I never thought this recall election had much of a chance. California has the loosest voting laws in the country, and it always goes in favor of Democrats. I can't remember I can't remember the name of the last Republican to actually be governor in California. But with uh, counties like Orange County and Riverside, uh, which are excruciatingly conservative counties, now being Democratic, we know that we pretty much have a one-party state in this country. But then Larry Elder steps into the mix. Uh, Larry Elder... You probably have seen him before if you listen to this podcast. Black man from South Central Los Angeles, born poor and worked his way up to becoming a very respected conservative radio host. I'll even say he's not that conservative. He's more of a libertarian conservative. He's been in the public eye for decades. He put his hat in the ring and he was enthusiastically embraced by the Californians. And basically he's in enthusiastically being embraced by Californians because the alternatives in the Republican side are not very good. I mean, Bruce Jenner, uh, Faulkner is another one, uh, the mayor of San Diego, um, Bruce Jenner, I'm sorry, whatever Jenner, I can't remember his name. Uh, the name he's decided, Kylie Jenner. No, that's another one. Um, but he's been embraced a lot because he's a very strong voice very conservative, and there are a lot more conservatives in California than a lot of people think there are. So this is not boding well for the Democrats, and especially Gavin Newsom. Now, the media is really trying to take control of this because this week, Larry Elder actually took a lead in the polls. And for the first time in a very long time, I'm thinking it's very possible Newsom is going to be recalled and there will be a Republican thrown into the uh, into the governorship. I don't know what he's going to be able to do because it's still a Democratic uh, it's still a Democratic state. So I don't know how much he's actually going to be able to do. But that means that the Democrats propaganda wing, the media is going to have to is going to have to really go in there and take the reins here. And you can tell when the media starts flipping out, and it's not just the local media in California, it's the national media. When the media starts flipping out, you know Larry Elder is actually a threat. So the New York, Los Angeles Times, excuse me, released an article called Larry Alder Elder is the Black Face of White Supremacy. You've been warned. Yeah, I'm not kidding. 
article was written by a gal named Erica Smith. And of course, she's a culture gal. So let's read a couple of paragraphs here. Um, quote, Larry Elder smiled with smug, with a, with smug smile of a black conservative who could very well be liberal California's next governor. Where you want to start with the damage Gavin Newsom has done to that state that we both love? Elder asks. He he leaned forward to gaze across the room of white Republicans who had come to hear him speak in Orange County. Quote, rising crime. It's because of the phony narrative that the police are engaging in systemic racism and cops are pulling back, Elder said. When you reduce the possibility of a bad guy getting caught, getting convicted, and getting incarcerated, guess what? Crime goes up. I don't know what's controversial about that, but apparently it is. Then another smile. This one even more smug than the last. Can you say, duh? I won't lie. Few things infuriate me more than watching a black person use willful blindness and cherry-picked facts to make simplistic arguments that whitewash the complex problems that come along with being black in America. Now, mind you, she says that. She doesn't provide any counterfacts. She provides no counterfacts. Okay, continuing with her article. And throughout his career as a radio host, as a talking head for Fox News, and now gubernatorial, gubernatorial candidate, Elder has made the point of doing just that usually with a lot of taunting and toddler-like name-calling of his ideological enemies in the process. Really? She said that? You mean, like, calling conservatives Nazis? Like calling all white people white supremacists? Could it be something like that? Okay. Continuing with the article. As as long-time political consultant Kerman Maddox put it, Larry Elder goes out of his way to be at odds with the leadership in the black community and at odds with the thinking of the black community. Like a lot of black people, though, I've learned that it's best just to ignore people like Elder, people who are, as my dad used to say, skinfolk, but not necessarily kinfolk. Okay, by the way, the skinfolk and kinfolk line, that's actually racist. That's actually black supremacist. That, that is a racist thing to say. But do you get what he's saying? You're not really black. That's what they're basically saying. One of the things this broad doesn't get in this is this is one of the things Larry Elder stands on. I think for myself, and my color has nothing to do with it. I also want to point out that, again, the elders was right about the crime thing. There really isn't anything complex about black life in America. It's not. It's not any more complex than white life in America. Then Smith goes on to say he's a white supremacist and a bunch of other reasons we shouldn't vote for him. He doesn't like and he doesn't have any political experience. I'm I may be way off here. I'm not so sure that's a bad thing. Maxine Waters doesn't like him. Well, if Maxine Waters did like him, that'd be reason not to vote for him. Melina Abdul, the co-founder for Black Lives Matter Los Angeles, doesn't like him. I'm good with that so far. He's brash and doesn't like the media. Well, yeah, because the media is just... She is in the media, and she just typed an article title titled The Black 
face of white supremacy. She's basically calling him a white supremacist. Gee, I don't know why he wouldn't like the media. He likes Donald Trump. He opposes public giveaway programs. He thinks if black people are going to be successful, black people need to stop depending on the government and actually go out there and work for it. He opposes the concept of systemic racism and hates critical race theory. He opposes criminal justice reform. He thinks if you screw up, you should go to jail. I don't see a problem with that. And he supports the police. By the way, this is in her article. This is a couple other things. He's against reparations and he's against vaccine and mask mandates. All of this sounds good. But oh, she, this is literally a commercial for Larry Elder. It is a commercial for Larry Elder. Well, she doesn't like him because he's, she's a leftist and he doesn't agree with a damn thing she thinks. Well, okay. Now I want to vote him because I'm not a leftist. I hate leftist theory. So, you know, just think about that. Let's read the last couple of paragraphs. Okay. Newsom hasn't been perfect. It took a long time for the state to roll out COVID-19 tests and vaccines equitably. And if hundreds of thousands of Californians weren't still waiting for their unemployment checks, the level of fraud and mismanagement in the EDD would almost be comical. But as Sidney Kamler Lagar, Democrat Los Angeles, said, I'm not interested in going back to Jim Crow because I want to have a black person as a governor. Duh. I mean, are you, huh? That's one thing she didn't do until that three lines at the end of the thing with state. Okay, Newsom has jacked up quite a bit. We're going to talk about what Newsom has done, what's going on with California, what Newsom has and hasn't done. But here's another great little uh, clip. This was on CNN. Now, you know they're getting worried if CNN is actually worried about uh, a govern, uh, uh, a um, govern, gubernatorial uh, recall election. And this is the first time I've heard it. Listen to this. He's actually interviewing uh, Daryl Issa, who used to be the representative in San Diego. He's actually in my district, where I live. He's in my district. Listen to this, and Issa just destroys Acosta. I, I want to I move to one final thing, uh, Congressman, before we go, and, and that is I, I want to ask you about the recall election to replace the California governor there, Gavin Newsom. Uh, right now, the Republican frontrunner is an outspoken uh, talk show host named Larry Elder. He's made a number of disparaging remarks about women. I want to ask, I want you to listen to this. Let me ask you about this on the other side. When you look at all these women that have marched, something like two million women, Donald Trump has probably gotten more obese women off the couch and in the streets working out than Michelle Obama did in eight years. Do you think Larry Elder should be the next governor of California? I think Larry Elder with uh, tens of thousands of hours on the air uh, entertaining and uh, thought-provoking. Uh, if that's the yeah, most that's not entertaining. Find, that's I, that's disgusting. It, what he it, just said is disgusting. I mean, that's well, not entertaining. I, pre- I appreciate I appreciate Jim. You're saying it's disgusting. That certainly was was by most people's standards a a quip of a radio talk show person who like like plenty of the famous ones, including Rush Limbaugh, 
who used various statements, including some bombastic statements from time to time, to make a point in tens of thousands of hours. If that's the best you have, you don't really have anything on Larry Elder. Oh, there's lots of other material, as you know, Congressman. We don't have time to go through all of it. But Jim Acosta's an idiot. That guy is an idiot. He sticks himself. Okay, first off, there, there are thousands more examples of that, really. But of those thousands of other examples, that was the best one you could find. Did he even say anything really bad in that? Did he make fun of fat people? Or did he say that people, including fat people, were excited that Trump was running for president? Doesn't sound to me like that was anything really that controversial. I also hate the way Acosta always interrupts a conservative when he's talking. You know, the guy's Daryl Issa is trying to make a point here and you cut him off. I don't think that's entertaining. I think that's disgusting. No one asked your opinion. You're asking Daryl Issa his opinion. This is what makes him such a crappy reporter. This is like when he used to go over there and he used to... I'm really going off on a tangent here, but this is like when he used to go over and and uh, start lecturing Donald Trump and Donald Trump's just like, dude, do you have a question? I don't, no one wants to hear you. They would like to hear me answer the question. But ISIS swipe was right on. Has I has Elder said anything? Yeah, he said some things. I can't recall anything, but I'm sure he has. He's been on radio forever. Everyone says something. And Issa basically took uh, Acosta down. But I, I think CNN needs to, you know, be careful who they actually have talking about Elder because Acosta is not the guy. The bureaucracy is also attacking uh, Larry Elder. And the bureaucracy needs to attack Larry Elder because Larry Elder is a direct threat to the bureaucracy. That includes teachers unions, all of these committees, all of this crap. They do not want Larry Elder in office because he will get rid of them if he can. A couple of examples of this that you already see it. He was initially not placed on the ballot because he did not return five years of tax returns. California requires that someone running for governor apply for tax, uh, give five years of tax returns. That's a new law. Again, that's a law based on Trump. Well, a judge struck that down because the judge said, well, this isn't a governor race. This is a recall election. You need to put him back on the ballot. Well, this week, the California Democratic Party said that the income report was not completed correctly and he didn't add all of his income. So therefore, he shouldn't be on the ballot. Needless to say, they're going to make a stink out of this, but it's really too late. There's not a lot they can do. I've got my ballot already. But this is just, again, the bureaucracies trying to smear this. Just a lot of Democrats whining and scared because they know there's a very good chance that Kendall's going to get kicked out. And then there's the cheating. California is already notorious for cheating in elections. Don't forget, we're a one-party state. There are a lot of Republicans in California. I think you've got maybe a couple in, in San Diego, a couple in... I don't think you have any in Orange County anymore. It's really a one-party state, and it just shows you how bad the state is, how bad a one-party state is. So 
again, they're doing the mail-in balloting thing. This week, Torrance, they found 300 ballots, stolen ballots in somebody's car. So you know what that means. People are actually going into mailboxes and stealing ballots. Here we go again. Um, ballot harvesting is going gonna, is gonna to be a thing. That's when somebody, typically a Democrat or a Republican representative, they go to a house and they try and get they try and get you to fill out your ballot and they actually encourage you to fill out your ballot in a certain way then they take that ballot and they take it to the um, they take it to the headquarters and then California just doesn't clear out their voter rolls so we really don't know who's getting a ballot so this is already starting and you're going to be hearing a lot more Here's what's important about this election. And I, I'm holding my ballot. I have my ballot. I filled it out. It's packed. It's ready to go. I'm going to take it to the election headquarters on uh, the day of the, the election. My, I'm not mailing it. I don't trust it. I'm actually going to take it over and drop it in my box. This is the last chance for California. California is a nightmare. We've got the highest taxes in the country. Highest cost of living in the country. Lowest quality of life in the country. We have high crime, high drug use, high homeless rates. Cities like Los Angeles, San Francisco, Sacramento, San Diego, they're dirty as all hell. Because they're not allowed to get someone pees on the street. That's okay. Land management is bad. Look at all those forest fires. You keep hearing about the forest fires being because of the, what do they call it? Climate change. It's not. It's bad forest management. Canada is not having forest fires like... Uh, uh, California, Washington, and Oregon. You know why? They have good land management. They cut down trees. They don't understand that what the earth does is when trees get too big, fires take the trees. We have droughts. We got a quadrillion gallons of water right off our coast, yet we can't create a water purification plant off the coast of Los Angeles, and then we hear about, hey, uh, we've, we've got droughts, you can't use water. They are even saying you can't, in certain areas, you can't have grass. Which, by the way, last I heard, grass produces oxygen, and it takes in CO2. So now, they California doesn't want you even planting grass anymore because of the droughts. We have rolling blackouts, because our infrastructure is so heavily regulated that they have to spend money to make to make sure they're compliant with the regulations and not upgrade the power grids so if it turns 100 degrees you got a blackout you have government corruption illegal aliens are able to get driver's licenses education health care and they're protected from being deported including illegal immigrants with criminal records we have gun control not allowed to protect yourself but meanwhile, the police are being defunded. So trying to get a cop when you're being robbed, you're not able to protect yourself in any way from the criminals who usually have guns. Like I said before, they embrace public unions like the Teachers, Teachers Association. As a matter of fact, the unions are actually running the state. People are leaving the state. They lost, I think, one or two representatives this year because people are leaving the state. Businesses are leaving the state. SpaceX, gone. Who would have ever thought 
we would have lost SpaceX. Amazon is beginning to move out of California. Because it's too damn expensive and there's just too many damn uh, regulations. Now, is all of this Gavin Newsom's fault? No, not at all. But he's not helping at all. And the fact that he is a lying hypocrite really has turned a lot of people off. Now, don't forget, this is a man, when he locked down the entire state, no one could work. No one could go out to buy dinner someplace, have dinner someplace else. He was eating a $1,200 meal at, at the French Laundry, an exclusive restaurant in Napa Valley. This could be California's last chance. If this state is going to be saved, Larry Elder is going to have to start the ball rolling. I don't think Larry Elder is going to be able to do much because, again, it is a Democratic state. But I think he can start the ball rolling. Now, I haven't talked about COVID in, I don't know, like forever. Mostly because there's so much to talk about outside of COVID but also because I just really don't give a damn about it anymore. Unfortunately, it's driving everyone nuts, especially in the governments. Not because they care about the people, mind you, because they really don't care about the people. They don't want... They are more... Cons I mean, the people actually aren't dying of this virus. I think it's like 0.3%. And that's a Delta variant. The Delta variant is not killing people. It's not as bad as they're making it out to be. The hospitals are not being overrun anywhere. The Pfizer vaccine, uh, that's the one I have. It has been officially FDA approved. That's good. I don't know what took them so long. I mean, it's been we've been shooting it up for the last six months. Last, not six months. Last, last nine months. 150 million have taken it. 70 million have already had the virus. Uh, so you've got pretty much herd immunity already. The problem is that it might be an opportunity for the company, companies and uh, government to actually force people to vaccinate. That's why the FDA approval is important. I truly believe, and I'm vaccinated, and I believe in the vaccination, and I tell my family members who don't want to get vaccinated, they should try it. It's not going to kill them. They, it, the reason that uh, this, this vaccination is so important, it, it is still bending the knee. And I do believe that. That's why when someone says, listen, I have the freedom to, to not vaccinate, right? I prefer to express that freedom. Okay. And there's no argument. I can't do it. Now, Pfizer, the Pfizer vaccine, or it appears all the vaccines, they're only about 40% effective against the Delta variant. But if you catch the Delta variant, you're not going to be suffering because it still does fight the Delta variant. And I mean, I think very few people, I, I literally, I think it's under 10 with the vaccine and catching the Delta variant have actually died. But some people are going nuts in the governments. And uh, it's looking more like tyranny. Let's take a look at a couple. So Australia has just gone insane of, over this whole thing. Um, or the government who banned guns a few years ago has gone insane over it. It makes you wonder about the guns thing, huh? 
Nobody can protest. They are protesting over there. Um, they've become now tyrannical, and there's not a damn thing anybody can do about it. Residents are forced to wear a mask outdoors, no matter vaccination status. Residents cannot go the, more than three miles from their homes because I guess 3.5 miles from their home will spread it. Businesses are shut down. Anyone breaking the rules is subject to arrest and a $5,000 fine. The military has been called in to enforce the rules. They're actually cruising the streets. Does that sound like a little bit tyrannical? I don't know. So this And this is like the worst thing in the world. A lot of people want support animals, support dogs, for example. And they're, they're, um, handicaps use support dogs, things like handicapables, depending on what you want to talk about. But support dogs are a big deal. Well, a bunch of places decided to start killing the dogs. And the reason they started killing the dogs, they didn't want people to leave the house in order to <laughs> get the dogs. So they just started killing the dogs. PETA, a far left-wing organization, had no, no comment. Why the panic? I don't know. They were have, averaging four deaths a day out of a population of 25 million. I wonder how many died of car accidents. They haven't had a new case in over a week. Seems like a bit of an overreaction. Well, the citizens of the country think so. They protested and stormed the police. The police were there. They were all out there. None of them had masks on. And then they broke through police lines. In Melbourne, 218 people were arrested. 236 were fined. Three were placed in custody for assaulting police. In Sydney, 47 people were charged with violating public health orders or resisting arrest. And the police issued more than 260 fines. Like I said, it was just about 10 years ago Australia banned guns. Do you think this kind of tyranny would be a thing if people could actually defend themselves? Well, New Zealand is another one there. They've gone absolutely nuts. New Zealand is going through the same issues. They're at a level four lockdown, which means they're completely locked down. No one can leave their homes except for groceries and medical reasons. The borders have been closed since March of 2020. So they have not even allowed people into their country, including New Zealanders. People outside the country who are New Zealanders have not been able to come into the country for a year and a half. They are separating families. Why this mess? And I'm not kidding here. One person caught COVID. They had four positive. No one died. One person caught. The, the gal said, we get one more COVID case. We got we to gotta shut down. They shut down. And it was one person. They literally have four COVID cases over there. Absolutely incredible. Then Kate Brown and let's go. Let's get. Let's first off. Let's get back to the United States because we're we're doing just as stupid, just as many stupid crap as anybody else is. Oregon's uh, governor Kate Brown 
another dumbass Democrat, made the following statement. Today, I'm announcing that effective Friday, August 27th, masks will be required in all public outdoor settings where physical distancing is not possible, regardless of vaccination status. Masks have proven to be effective at reducing transmission and are a necessary measure right now, even in some outdoor settings, to help us fight COVID and to protect one another. This is either idiotic or tyrannical. I choose the latter. Uh, first off, she just flat out lied to you. There's zero evidence masks work. And we, we see this. We're going to get into that in a second. The China virus is very hard to transmit when outdoors. There is no reason me going out for a jog, I should be wearing a mask. That is just idiotic. And if I'm vaccinated, I shouldn't worry about it anyway. Definitely shouldn't need a mask. And if somebody is with me and they're not vaccinated, guess what? That's his problem, not my problem. He's got the opportunity to get the vaccine. But it doesn't matter, vaccinated or unvaccinated. You can't have it. This is about bending the knee. It's about control. Democrats never want this pandemic to end. Tony Fauci yesterday said he doesn't see this pandemic ending until fall of 2022. Then he changed that to uh, spring of 2022. It'll end up being fall of 2022 eventually. Okay, let's call it what it is. Here's a newsflash. It's already, it's already over. The Del Delta variant is not more deadly than the Alpha variant. It's just more contagious. And the vaccines have already proven that they really put down the, the, the uh, Delta variant quite easily. If you're vaccinated you probably not, and you have COVID, you probably don't even know you have COVID. As a matter of fact, the vaccinated are more dangerous for the unvaccinated, which is where this gal's probably coming from. Because I could have coronavirus right now. I don't know. I wouldn't know it. Because that's how good the vaccine is. But again, that's not my problem. If you chose not to get the vaccine, that's your problem. And I don't have to be nice. I have to be free. That's all I want. But it isn't just, it's not just Oregon. On Friday, the University of Oregon and Oregon State University became the first Power 5 schools to announce that you either need a negative test or proof of vaccine to go to a football game. Yeah, no. I don't need to go to a football game that badly. Wokeness is going to actually kill a lot of this. Mississippi. Let's talk about Mississippi. I'm going to read this section from the Daily Wire. As COVID-19 cases rise in Mississippi, the state's Department of Health on Friday sent out an alert warning those who test positive for COVID-19 to isolate for, isolate for 10 days or face up to five years in prison and a fine of up to $5,000. Fox News reported that the order issued Friday by health uh, officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs said that those infected with COVID-19 must remain at home for the appropriate residential location for 10 days from this sort of illness. Yeah. So in other words, a guy who carjacks a car, he can be released because of COVID. But if I decide to go out without a mask, or if I've had COVID and I leave a day early, 
or I go out, um, I can get thrown in jail for five years. That's awesome. Okay, here here's what I think about this whole virus thing. And I think we need to remember, this is a virus from China. China started this whole thing. But there are two things I like to think of when we talk about the China virus. Science and politics. Because I think the two are being treated the same. And there is a scientific point of the virus. And there's a political point to the virus. (coughs) Science. (coughs) Excuse me. The scientific portion of the virus, the virus is spreading like fire because the Delta variant is far more contagious. There's more virus in the nose. Just talking or sneezing or anything can spread it. All right, we know that. The Delta variant is not as deadly as the Alpha variant. Some of the things, some of the time this happens when a variant is created it typically does become a weaker form of the virus. That doesn't mean it might... You you hear, everyone keeps talking about all these cases have gone up. Well, I mean, the cases have gone up, but the death rates have gone down. They've stayed basically the same. So the death rates have risen a little bit, but nothing compared to what we were having. California is averaging 10 deaths a day. California is like 35 million people. Probably more than that. But that's not a lot of that's not a lot of deaths a day. More people die of pneumonia or accidents than they do of COVID. There are no studies that state lockdowns work. And we can see examples that lockdowns probably don't work when we compare uh, infection and death rates in California and Florida. California was completely locked down. California has a much higher death rate than Florida does. Uh, there are no studies that prove uh, that um, masks work. Again, we can use California and Florida. Florida has not has stopped wearing masks back in September of 2020. California never got off the masks. Guess what? Infection rates are the same. Death rates actually higher in California than they are in Florida. Statistics show that children are not affected or even spread the disease. Only 360 children have died in a year and a half of COVID. 17 have died of the Delta variant. Think about that for a second. How many kids, you might be saying, 75 million children under the age of 18 are in this country. We're talking 360 out of 75 million? This is a thing? And we still have yet to see or hear. And trust me, we'd hear it. We, Her name would be tattooed on every leftist shoulder in America. There is yet to have a teacher who received COVID from a student. But we got to mask our students and, and mess up their, their breathing levels. The vaccine is very effective against the virus. 95 effective against the alpha variant. Only 40% effective against the Delta variant. But again, the Delta variant still is fought by the vaccine. And so, therefore, anyone who's vaccinated doesn't really have uh, any symptoms. Most do not even show symptoms. 
The virus isn't going anywhere, and it's going to mutate. This virus is going to be the flu. I said this back in 2020. I said this is going to be the flu. The best thing is to catch it. And that's the other thing. The best way to prevent the virus is to catch the virus and build your own immune system. I also want to point out, I also want to point something out that the CDC, no one really knows if this is this mutation, if this, like they want boosters now. So I'd have to get a booster in January. I won't do it. I'm not going to do that. I'm done with it. But they say that they're not really sure if memory cells actually keep the mRNA in their memory so that they're actually released because you get injected yes the the antibodies that are in your body well eventually they're going to fade this is why they say you might need a booster or you do need a booster the booster is going to be FDA approved next week but the reality is they don't really know if well you might not need a booster because the mRNA antibodies might be stored in memory cells and those memory cells will produce the MR, mRNA proteins that will release and hit and then attack the virus. So they don't even really know that. Why are these people making these huge assumptions but they don't know the science? They don't know what's right or wrong. They have no idea. I find that amazing. And by the way, I'm not taking the thing. I would rather just catch the uh, I'd rather just catch the virus. In that case, I'm not getting another booster. I'd rather just catch the virus. And I'd rather catch it now when I can actually be 99.99.8% sure that nothing's going to happen to me. Then wait 10 years, catch the same virus, because it's going to be here 10 years from now. And then I'm only 99, I'm only 95% protected from the virus. And I'm, I'm old enough that I'm getting into that area. That's the science. Here's the politics. The government's job is done. Government should reopen everything. Government should not mandate masks. Government doesn't need to mandate vaccines. We have a vaccine. That was an excellent work by the government, excellent work by pharma, private private industry. The government made sure we'd have no problems getting the vaccine. I can walk right now from my home. I can walk two blocks in either direction and I will be able to get a vaccine for free, quickly. People who do not take the vaccine, that's their problem. They have to worry. I don't have to be. A, I don't have to be nice, and considerate. I can't be considerate or nice. That's like me saying, walking up to a fat person, saying, "You know what? <coughs> you want to prevent a heart disease? You should lose twenty-five pounds." Someone would say, "Though that's terrible." No, that's not terrible. That's being nice. I'm trying to protect you. I can't have you lose weight. By the way, obesity is a major problem for COVID. Most obese people actually really get sick. And there's something else I want to point out. 
my half of my family isn't vaccinated because they're just completely against vaccination and they're just living their lives they're not bitching at me for not wearing a mask they're not requiring masks for everyone they don't wear masks when they walk out i think a lot of people are who are anti-vaccine actually do believe that well the government did the job as far as i'm concerned the pandemic is over now, I, I was gonna, I'm going to do a TikTok video, and this is like an example of a person who thinks that her issues need to impede our lives. And she's trying to convince you to get a, she's trying to get you, convince you to get a vaccine or wear a mask by cussing at you and threatening you. This is a very bad person. This is a Karen. Um, and it's just, oh, just listen to her. By the way, there is language here. I don't know how to beep that stuff out. So just be prepared. I can't. My daughter just called and her boyfriend has tested positive. He's the only person in his work that's wearing a mask. Out of, you know, 300 people. And now my daughter, who's 29 weeks pregnant, is at risk. And uh, I hate every single fucking one of you who refuses to wear a fucking mask to protect others. I fucking hope this virus finds you. I hope it finds you, and I hope it fucking destroys you. Because the people that are trying to do their part in this are getting sick because of you stupid, ignorant, fucking morons. So, please get vaccinated. Where I wonder if she's married. I mean, she's not exactly hot or anything, but and apparently she doesn't have a job because she did this on a weekday and it's uh, she's watching TV. But, you know, hey, way to communicate with people. That's what's going to do it. That's what's going to make me say, yes, I'll get vaccinated and wear a mask everywhere I go. And um, but I don't care about your your daughter or your son. They're not my concern. Sorry. My freedom is my concern. There's been a lot of talk about this whole thing. About, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger said it. He's losing tons of sponsors because of this. He's saying that your freedom isn't worth it. People could die. Yeah, people died during the Revolutionary War to keep our freedom. It is worth dying. My dad believes it's worth dying to keep his freedom. So, sorry about her kids. Um, not my problem. Okay, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I've got a ton of uh, links in there, and you can look at the show notes. Have a great day. We'll talk to you on Friday, actually. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.